opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, Chris? Well, we know who the hard left are. We're in the you know, ascendancy I, I, within, the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda, printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that's a hard left wing position. Hard sort of left, the hard 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 left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 the hard left, the hard left, hard left, the hard left, hard left, Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of The Real Politic, sponsored by Russia. <laughs> We're joined by a special guest we had on one of our previous episodes for the Enoch Powell special we had. Enoch, uh, e- <laughs> Kieran has returned to join us. It's a pleasure I'm to have back. you back on the air. Thank you so much for coming back on the show, Kieran. I've well, moved. I'm yeah. Labour correspondent of all of a sudden. The Georgie role, I believe, was discussed. You are now our Labour correspondent, perhaps our parliamentary correspondent, our Westminster correspondent. You are the George Eaton of the Real Pod oh. podcast. What does your uh, senior source say, for chance? Well, guys, I don't know if we're allowed to break news on this sort of thing, but I'm hearing rumblings from inside Westminster that there's a big announcement from the Shadow Cabinet coming this week. Are we a ready? A big announcement. I'm hearing talks. Clive Lewis, Shadow Business Secretary, is defecting to Jabhat al-Nusra. So, <laughs> you know, hold on to your hats, guys. I've, I've got this on a fairly good source. You know, it's going to break in the next few days. But, you know, for listeners listening all over the world, I think we can say this is a real politic scoop. Should we say that? Yeah, this is hot. I, I, I think we can true. say that. This is, this is some this hot is take. This is... this is the biggest scoop we've broken since Dan Jarvis supports Marine A. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, man. Although we, we we haven't actually released that yet, so you know, who knows? That's coming with the leadership bid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're go- we're gonna we're gonna wait till um, Jarvo strikes for when we strike. But no, I've had the scoop for a few days now. But figure since you've given me this title, I've got to justify something of the one hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week you're paying me. <laughs> well, that's yeah. absolutely fine. I know it's Kremlin backed, but. Yeah, <laughs> we've got we to clear that money access. fast. And I've got to justify it. Well, you know, you know, you've heard all this stuff recently about how uh, the Corbyn Labour Party is now sort of flushed with cash, like they've uh, paid off all their debt. Who do the you war think? chest? Yeah, who do you think's providing them with that sort of money? <laughs> Russia! <laughs> Russia! Yeah. Russia! <laughs> Snakehurst yelling in the distance. <laughs> You reckon when Jarvo becomes leader, he's going to stick <laughs> a cursed in the Lords and then put him in Shadow Cabinet? <laughs> Slugging out with Chakrabarti. <laughs> yeah, the emphasis on slug. I don't know. Before, <laughs> yeah. 
really, you'd want Akehurst in some kind of defense position, I think. So, oh just, Christ, yeah. So he can really take on the Russians just to, to, to the full extent of his capabilities, and just uh, use all those defense connections he's got. Like, you oh, know. could you imagine the machismo in the room? Just Vladimir Putin and Luke Akehurst going toe to toe. Him just shouting Russia at Putin, and yeah, just, that's what that's his only response to it would be. Really. Like the, the thing is, Luke Akehurst would like to shout Russia till he's red in the face, but he's already got a face like a fucking beetroot. So Waving his stick at him, going full <laughs> Dennis Healy. He's got his big list of quips at hand. Putin sat there not understanding a word. Yeah, like... <laughs> Vladimir Putin, a man who has strangled people to death with his bare hands. And Luke Akers, notorious shit poster. What an also um, arms dealer. Oh, an arms dealer. <laughs> shit poster and arms dealer. <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Do you reckon Luke Akers ever sold weapons to Russia? Oh, almost certainly. <laughs> I mean, in the Yeltsin days, completely, completely. <laughs> Luke, if you're listening, we, we're going to give out a prize for if you can correctly answer this question. Which nation represents the biggest threat to British national security. Now, we won't tell you what the prize will be, but, uh, you know, maybe some loot from the Jabba al <laughs> Oil or something. I don't know. <laughs> you, can, you can load up one of your nukes with them. Like, I don't know how nukes fight, move, <laughs> I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Um, like I'm just talking utter drivel. Um, so Tom, I believe you had something to share with us. Yeah, from, I. From the Times. Yes, I didn't actively go out and buy the Times. I just, it, just a disclaimer. <laughs> I work in a cafe in my hometown for the time being before I go back and do my masters at university. And I was working Tom, there on, Tom, on a Sunday. Tom, yeah. Tom, you mean you're, you're, you mean you're not, you're not a professional hack. Do you mean you don't get invited to hack drinks? I'm a fr- I know. I I'm like, ex-only, yeah. <laughs> conversation right now, you know. <laughs> Listen, like, if anyone wants to carry on this conversation, could it just be, you know, hacks, you know? Just, like, just, just, people who know how this kind of thing works. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to respond to anyone on Twitter now who isn't a fellow hack, but just throwing <laughs> that out there. <laughs> Speaking you of know, hacks, this spread in the Sunday Times magazine that comes with every Sunday edition has sprawled over the front in bold pink lettering how liberal elite are you and inside <laughs> is a test you can take devised by rod little i'm sure you both know who rod little is He's, uh, <laughs> the man who was banned from the labor party a party containing stephen kinnock caroline flint <laughs> rachel reeves for being too racist hey but he still turns out for blue labor he does <laughs> along with uh, stephen wolf from ukip <laughs> Although actually, I admit, they, they both skipped it. The Blue Labour conference was too low rent, even for Rod Little and Stephen Wolf. He was still delirious and concussed, can barely yeah. get a word out. <laughs> <laughs> but since he uh, encountered Mike Hookham, Manoel Manor. <laughs> <laughs> Very but, um, few people survived that exchange. If I remember correctly, the um, keynote speakers at the Blue Labour conference were Lisa Nandy, the great left-wing hope of the Labour Party, who I, I think we should... not placards, guys. Yeah, but also I, I think yeah, I think it was Lisa Nandy 
and some racist cabbie. He was the oh, other yeah. headliner who um, brought the house down. Yeah, it brought the house down. Ovation. A huge rant about how things just aren't how they used to be. And if you say you want an all white Britain, they call you a racist. Oh, <laughs> so Blue Labour, we've, we, we've, got, we've got an article right here by one of the finest denizens of the Blue Labour movement. He devises a pretty, well, it's 26 questions, so it's probably the most comprehensive quiz you'll ever take to determine whether you are part of the liberal elite. And I want to... 26? 26, yeah. Fucking hell. We're going to try and find a way to get through them uh, pretty quickly. I may skip over one or two, but according to this, with its very intricate point system that Rod has put together here, uh, (laughs) we'll be able to determine if you are part of the liberal elite and i want you to also just critique and just have a go at some of these utterly ridiculous questions which are used to determine the all right to quote jeremy corbyn here we here we here we fucking go fucking go right okay so the first question he goes with in this quiz to determine whether you're part of the liberal elite i'm gonna ask it to both you kieran and john is what is the top prize in thunderball and when is the draw in what thunderball what i don't know what that is isn't that a lottery thing and like if it is doesn't it change or is it like a set i don't know yeah quarter of a million all it says is what is the top prize in thunderball and when is the draw is this because like the liberal elite don't need to do the lottery because they all just like sleep on a big pile of money this is what he's getting at i I didn't know it was the preserve of the working map (laughs) What he also does here, he gives you kind of response, kind of gives you so you can determine the points to give. So, because you were like, what the hell? You sounded like you didn't know what Thunderball was, Jack. So, there's actually no. a response for that. <laughs> what the hell is Thunderball? So, you get 10 points. Oh, God, I am so liberal elite. You're on your way to the liberal elite, Jack. And, Kieran, you, you, yeah, you, you knew um, when it takes place. The answer is... Like a Wednesday or... Yeah, every Wednesday, Friday and Saturday. I oh. proletarian I, here. I didn't didn't know that so i guess i i knew it was fundable but i just didn't know the days it took place on the prize is quite half a million but again the liberal elite don't need to take part they just you know which which jack is obviously going to be a part of by the end of this quiz the way he's going but, um, <laughs> i'm a liberal <laughs> <laughs> you're by the end of this you're going to be incredibly offended if you kind of get into the 150 points plus section of this quiz which indicates that you are indeed part of the liberal elite all right let's let's continue anyway <laughs> how many people within your immediate circle of family and close friends and i don't mean the cleaner voted for the uk to leave the european union last june oh okay yep that's the second question they're going with i'm sorry but it's actually like an embarrassingly small amount of people i know supported brexit (laughs) like it right so pretty much almost everyone i know from uni supported remain all my family supported remain <laughs> my family are very liberal elite though like yeah you know, if you, you've seen the blairite book on their shelf <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, oh they're yeah, quality they're fantastic yeah. <laughs> that blair a young country or whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> no i knew fuck all people who voted for brexit not even gonna lie like <laughs> it's just like that's not the circles i operate in <laughs> I've got one Tory bastard of a school friend who voted for it, and everyone else, no. <laughs> Just like, even like, my family are not of any way the liberal elite, but Merseyside and the EU have like a strange sort of meld where like they revitalize the city, like completely yeah. revitalize the city. So even the most diehard, reactionary, anti immigration type you're going to find voted to stay. Every last <laughs> one of them. 
But of course, okay. you know, let's not get into Rod's views on Merseyside. <laughs> <laughs> not one bit. <laughs> That's like a whole other <laughs> debate right there, isn't it, really? Oh, God. Yes, so, Jack, you get another ten points. Um, <laughs> you are on your it. way, sir. Um, <laughs> Look, I'm like, I'm not... You're in the gulag at this rate, mate. <laughs> I'm going by uh, Rod Little here. He's he's calling you out for what you are, mate. Oh, God. Just, and we're rounding it, you up. In, in, in the next episode, but I'm just not going to be there. I'm going to be replaced by like, <laughs> Kieran or Rod Little. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Kieran, you get just five points for that. I'll take that. For knowing so far, I'm doing well. Person. Yeah, you're, like, you're, you're sort of... Keep it. You're you're kind of just about avoiding that kind of dangerous 150 point zone that could be very well looming for Jack soon. Third question: What is your favourite dish on the menu at either a harvester or Toby Carvery? Oh, this would be okay for me because I have really bland taste in food. Like I have like no taste whatsoever, so I'm not that liberal in that regard. I'm 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 almost like a kind of stereotype of a proletarian that you'd <laughs> you'd hear talked about at a Blue Labour conference. Like you know, where's streeting? Like yeah. Just just pile six happy meals down my gullet like <laughs> regular intervals in the day what are the options tom uh, you've done very well there jack you get you, you've scored no points which is good it means <laughs> and 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 you kieran what would you say is your favorite dish on the menu at either a harvester or toby Cavalry? well what are the options because like it seems like not intimately knowing the menu of a harvester Each. or toby Carvery is in itself a bit of a crime here this, this yeah what well, the... uh, what are these uh, what are these places i don't uh, like you know like... i'm just gonna say gammon I'm just going to go with Gammon. I don't even like Gammon that much, but it's the only one I can yeah. think of. I don't know the menus of this place. Gammon is legit. True, true yeah, Gammon's true, fine. True proletarians are fans of Gammon, like David Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who likes James Milner. <laughs> gammon and fried egg is fine. Gammon and pineapple is just disgusting. It's what, you know, true liberal elites eat. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the melding meat and fruit is a real cuter <laughs> way of act, like, acting with your food. It's disgusting. It's the ruling class. <laughs> it's fucking bougie. Okay, anyway, uh, let's, enough food banter. Enough. Um, enough! <laughs> question four. Who are Matt Terry, uh, Sarah... Oh, oh, God, I don't even know these people. Sarah Alto and Five After Midnight. I, I'm, I don't know who they are. I'm... I'm sorry. I, I, well, I don't know. Who, who, I'm guessing uh, from this article they're contestants on the X Factor because it's... <laughs> I'm trying to think what kind of people like hardcore Brexiteers know the names of, like former executioners or something. <laughs> <laughs> like Yarl's Woods guards or some <laughs> shit like that. Kieran, did you know any of them? Well, they sound like mid-2000s Kerrang! pop punk hits. Like, (laughs) even why Rod Little would be well-versed in, like, Bullet for My Valentine or someone like that, I have no idea, but that was the first (laughs) thing I thought. Is that down? Is Bullet for My Valentine down? Did he put that down? No, there's no sign of that. He's only included three, Matt Terry, Sarah Alto, and five after midnight. I've probably pronounced the second name, mispronounced the second name there, and I apologise to that person. Uh, a five after midnight a band I mean, i'm they guessing they're like a like a, they're a, a, a boy band maybe that participate in the show they got they're kicked out on the quarterfinal i don't i have no idea uh, are, are um, they a, a right-wing paramilitary <laughs> <laughs> now that yeah. would be an episode of x factor i would watch and then <laughs> <laughs> not for the right-wing elements of it but, well the x factor <laughs> is is a questionable well you know i think we we should we should well 
I'm not recommending anyone watches The X Factor. Fuck that. Divert, divert. Anyway, question five. Did you grow up in a family in which the chief breadwinner was not in a managerial job or high prestige profession? And he goes on to define it as being a lawyer, doctor, dentist, architect, engineer, scientist, journalist, academic or politician. I mean, yes, my, none of that. My, <laughs> my dad works in social housing, but he is like in quite high up managerial positions at like various, well, has been various housing associations. So... No, again, I'm probably liberal elite here. Oh. My dad's a faceless civil servant for the health and safety executive. Fair. My which mom are, that's about as anti sort of Daily Mail as you can get. Some hated, <laughs> loathed conservative Quango. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my word, Jack. You're ahead of the curve here so far. Um, he's on a lead of like 40 points at the he's moment. He's on. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Um, question six. Of the neighbours you actually talked to, what proportion have degrees? And of those, how many were Oxbridge, Durham or other Russell Group universities? Right, so I live in halls at university. And because I'm a master's student, I live with other postgrad students. So every one of my neighbours has a degree, pretty much. <laughs> For but... me, like, household, like my house back in Liverpool, like, both like two very old people like yeah, very no, old it's the same with me actually back in surrey like i mean i don't know they might have degrees like it is surrey but yeah i don't i don't know them too well and like i say you know they're all like old slash middle-aged so it's not like i talk to them a huge amount i'm gonna oh, i'm gonna God. go with none i'm gonna go with you know slap bang zero that's fine. That's good. <laughs> but I, but I, I don't know. I do feel because I mainly live at university. <laughs> Everybody, oh, yeah, I live that does throw it up. Kind of like... has a degree. I don't know. Mm. I'm confused. I, I, yeah. I don't know who I am anymore. Rod Little's just completely woke you here, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am going to join the Liberal Democrats as soon as we get out of this conversation. <laughs> we saw this coming. We Corbyn's not a real progressive. Theresa <laughs> May is a real progressive. She is woke. <laughs> Please go into coalition with us again. Question seven. Do you live in a UK town or village with a population of fewer than 50,000 that is not part of a metropolitan area and is not where you went to college? What? How, how would I know that? Uh, Rod, Rod <laughs> makes some very demanding uh, quests in this quiz, so there's no, more to come. No, this takes a whole day to do. Like, this is going to be a day of discovery for you. Yeah, he literally does just, just seem seem to want people to be like the kind of the archetypal Brexiteer, just sort of like completely socially conservative, just a, a, a real kind of like minority in the country in, in a way. Yeah. Obviously, Brexiteers are the majority, but that kind of hardcore fits every sort of category you might put a Brexiteer in kind of thing is, I think, probably quite a small percentage of people. But no, again, I'm living in a university town right now, so probably not. Although my family home is in quite a rural area, which probably has quite a small population. Kieran? Well, my family home is sort of in a tiny little offshoot town near Liverpool, which is very small population. But living in London and in Clapham, in Battersea, conservative MP, oh. huge population, leafy how, and very how, green. How have we both managed to move to London and end up in places with fucking Tory MPs? <laughs> I, I know, like, and you're so <laughs> close to John McDonnell. So painfully close, like a stop away on the bus. It's so jarring. Like, why do the students not get nice John? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Ah. Like, he's an alumni as well, isn't he? 
Yeah, he is. He, he went to Brunel. Instead, we get that tosser Boris. Who, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I've never seen him around campus. I don't know. But yeah, is I, he I, ever I in the constituency? The I... No, I get the sense he's not too committed a constituency yeah. MP. And he certainly wasn't when he was both an MP and mayor of London at the same time. You've been had off that completely. <laughs> <laughs> I have been fucking had. Getting traction now. Only another 20 to go. Um, oh, <laughs> we're going to try and speak. I think you're if... breaking 150 by like question 10 a bit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever lived in the UK at a family income that was close to the poverty line? Yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah, like a while ago, but yeah. I don't um, know. I probably haven't. My family in middle class. I'm just starting throwing that out there. Like, I don't think I have experienced a terrible material hardship. Liberal elite, what can I say, guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine, we have Have you ever, A, worked in a factory? And B, have you ever been in a factory? Oh, Jesus. What kind of question is this? I know. It's, <laughs> it's like, like, are it's, you like a farm worker? Are you like part of yeah. the long proletariat <laughs> class? No, no. Rod, Rod fought this through. He, he fought through this carefully. You can tell with the point system, he gave a lot of thought into this. You know, this is going to for like working on the docks. <laughs> Do you have palaces on your hands? <laughs> have you ever not been paid for a workplace injury? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Were you on the picket line against Maggie? <laughs> Were you at fucking Orgreave? I mean, I'm sure, like, he's writing for the Times. Like, I don't think Rod gives a fuck about the people who got beaten up by cops at Orgreave or anything. Or were um, you working oh, in Nottingham? <laughs> in a fucking scab. <laughs> I think if you confess to being a scab, you skip straight to the end. Yeah, yeah that's pretty them. true. Like, well done. You have <laughs> true working class values. Just, <laughs> I think working class values, like, you know, I got this from a reliable source, uh, Lisa Nandy. They're basically just, you know, just waving a flag about and then jabbing it in an immigrant's eye. <laughs> I know, I think the only factory I've worked in is the hot take factory that is the Real Politic podcast. Oh! oh. oh. Uh, ten points for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, man, you are... You are heading for the gulag, my friend. Um... Oh my god, I'm just fucking self-owning on just a repeated basis. But I, I mean, I the factions I are get... opening up here. Are here on the real politic. <laughs> <laughs> I I get shit on left Twitter anyway, essentially because I have a double-barreled surname. So I'm, I, you know, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm over this shit. From this, <laughs> still as friends and can agree yeah, that Rob Little is a shithead. I I have never worked in a factory. Like that, I'm gonna confess that I've, I've, I don't think I've had a real job. Southern like, softy. Yeah, I've gone soft. Like I had one <laughs> trial shift in a cafe once, and it went really, really badly. Like I thought it went well, but like apparently I had the apron done up wrong for four hours, and they just said no, you can't come back. <laughs> oh no. That that's about as close to working as I've actually got to. What about yeah. that? Getting a piece in vice, man. Like. Oh, wow. Is that like, not work? Oh, it's like, not work at all. Vice.com, baby. Oh, yeah. I did work experience there, but that's not work. It's so like, you know, like that sort of nightmare idea of what new media is like inside yeah. all these offices where like they've got a playlist on and like all sorts of like, like I remember Innocent Smoothies, which are like probably one of the <laughs> toriest companies in the UK. Playlists and <laughs> Innocent Smoothies. But yeah, like. They came around giving us vouchers and smoothies, like sample smoothies. Well, yeah, it was, 
I'd, yeah, it was really weird. It was really <laughs> weird. I was like 16 at the time. It was strange. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I think that's pretty liberal elite, if you ask me. Maybe not quite BuzzFeed level. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's not a factory either. But a man can dream. <laughs> <laughs> haven't got those calloused hands. Haven't got your arm off from getting it caught in the mill. Like, anything like that. Well, Kieran, you got your first 10 points from that, so... Oh... <laughs> <laughs> and the more oh, points, how do I bounce back from that? The, the, the more points, the worse. <laughs> just, just that's how it goes by yeah. little, little quiz here. So next up, we have: Do you have a close friend who struggled at school academically, no matter how how hard they tried? Yeah, obviously, what? like, fucking hell, I don't just, like, I'm not, like, sorry, I only uh, hang out with straight-A students. Oh, like, I'm not that, I mean, come on, I'm not that liberally. I mean, I I got pretty shit grades at school, no matter how hard I tried, which wasn't that hard. Yeah, the, the side note that he includes is, the key is, quote-unquote, close friend not someone you know on facebook or bumped to on the street bumped into on the street so yeah what, what, what the fuck is i mean what the fuck is that question is he saying that liberals like hate people with learning difficulties <laughs> I, like he can I, fuck I fucking off. god knows like he's he's well like that is bizarre yeah. Yeah, that, that is just straight up weird. I know, and it's like, only going like, to get weird. Circle, like two friends, and like they they don't try. They're, they're listening. <laughs> no. They don't try, and that's good. Not trying is good. Yeah, fuck trying. <laughs> this podcast is now a hundred percent unequivocally anti-trying. <laughs> we are against education. So we're one hundred percent. So now we're pro-Russia and we're anti-trying. Yes. No. <laughs> Question eleven is: Do you smoke? Um. Show thing. Four twenty blazing. He doesn't. He doesn't actually elaborate on whether it is the four twenty or if it's just tobacco. His options are: you either yes, you do. You get five points for a sort of answer where you say something like, "Well, I did, but I gave up in two thousand and seven, whatever." What, pre-crash or whatever. Like, yeah. what's that meant to mean? Like, what a weird time to pick. Yeah. Like, I gave up, but I had the luxury of doing so, not because I couldn't afford cigarettes anymore. <laughs> it's like two thousand seven. Oh it's like right, no more Blair, no more smoking for me. Like, I cannot have a cigarette if Tony Blair is not sitting in number ten. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that yes, we all say yes to that. I have not formally said a thing. <laughs> oh, we, oh, sorry. Yes, Kieran, Kieran, Kieran. Kieran sorry. Before we move on, yes, Kieran, your answer. To I, that. I, um, ah, wow. I, I, I feel like Nixon in like the first presidential debate. I'm sweating visibly. Mum, if you're listening, <laughs> the answer is no. Anyway, Mum, stop listening now. For the other <laughs> if they're checking this out. If they're sat around in the living room and they've seen, I don't know, it's been nice. He seems pretty buzzed about this. Just put it on, give it a go. Like, I hope they haven't got this far. <laughs> <laughs> they switched off after the Al Nusris. Have you recently defriended someone on a social media site for a political view they expressed? Oh, Jesus yes, Christ. I have. Yes, I have. Yes. I, 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 okay. I have done that. I, I am going to continue doing that. Because if, say, somebody is a fan of Milo Yiannopoulos, if somebody oh. constantly tweet or post on Facebook kind of anti-feminist stuff, 
stuff with the hashtag the triggering, oh, which yeah. is just all this kind of anti-political correctness, denying there's a gender pay gap, kind of fascist stuff. Yeah, I will delete you off social media. Like, yeah, fuck you. Not you, Tom. Sorry. That's what that's jizz, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you get 10 points for that because sort of answer that would give you 10 points. He lists as being sure thing. Ghastly little man was a fascist. So if you get a sort of response like that, according to this quiz, you get 10 points. You have a response. To nice. That. Jesus, Christ. Jesus Christ. Well, I've, I've got to the end of my tether with practically everyone. Like, I know everyone talks about Corbynites being ideologues who don't like diverse debate. And it's, you know, it's a stick used to beat us countless times. But, like, I, I have got a zero tolerance policy now on, like, literally any dissenting opinion. I'm done. It's been what? It's been close to two years of this shit. I know. Like, just I, people going on about fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, every last thing. And now I'm just, like, zero tolerance. One yeah. thing out of line. Muted. Like, I <laughs> I follow, what, like, about 300 people, and I only see about 50. Like, people I haven't really had the guts to just, you know, pull the trigger on and get rid of completely. <laughs> but, like, who are may as well not exist. Because, like just muted and forgotten about and abandoned and that is that like <laughs> I, I can't take it anymore i used to try i used to try and debate but fuck mm. me this whole article 50 thing the oh god the whip the three-line whip everyone just like people i thought were generally pretty okay just coming yeah. this, oh well you know yeah. he's just I, I just don't think he's a good leader you know look at the polls and it's just, and just oh, shut the fuck up just shut the fuck up <laughs> that that's the point that i'm at like just completely, completely the end of my tether yeah yeah I, I i i fully agree there i mean i had for for quite a nasty episode recently where um i was just ragging on the top gear guys on facebook and my friend Catherine was like why do they let the scrotum men on tv why do all <laughs> women on tv have to be hot but these repulsive looking guys are on there and i was like yeah fair point but i said the only thing that could make the top gear guys look better is if like their face was repeatedly crushed under the boot of the proletarian vanguard or something <laughs> <laughs> like you know some kind of like somewhat violent stuff like that anyway yeah so i got a message from some cunt like you know, some like Tory stoner bellend who I knew from, uh, he didn't go to my school. He went to a private school down the road. And the first time I was aware of this guy's political consciousness was following the 2015 election when he got very upset at all the people who were upset at the Tories winning the election. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this, this guy was like, you know, I thought you were all about intelligent debate, Jack. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, oh. Well, his first comment that he posted on the status was, Jack, I thought better of you. And I was like, don't, I'm not better. And Jesus. then and then he deleted that and went into Facebook Messenger and was like, dude, you're starting to sound like the other side. Oh, guys, if you go too far around that other side, you end up right back where you don't want to be. You end up fascist. <laughs> and I don't know if anyone who listens to this is realize that the idea of the political spectrum as a straight line is it's it's a fallacy quite frankly <laughs> it's better to think more along the lines of what i like to call the horseshoe theory and <laughs> bear, bear with me now. the idea is the more left you go the more anti-fascist the more anti-racism the more anti-inequality you, you know you push yourself to and 
before you know it, you're kicking the teeth out of Jews on the street, <laughs> shutting down the press, Sorry, and bringing big business fully into the, the operation of the government. And <laughs> what I'd just like to say to anyone listening to this, that please, Ooh. please moderate yourselves. Join the Lib Dems under Tim Farron's <laughs> strong leadership. <laughs> you know, clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, unable to pick between the two polar extremes of fascism and mild reformist <laughs> social democracy. <laughs> I hate to Just be this guy, Farron... but you might have to say that all again Kieran the problem is the cold connection like went absolutely insane so it would have affected my recording so you made you were making oh. really good points and then it was just like <laughs> and it went and it was like what it's not it's not going to record it properly so no it we've just, been it, scrambled uh, good evening and... special branch <laughs> <laughs> they've tapped into the call we're being uh... <laughs> I just want to go on record and saying that Tim Farron is the only leader the only leader ordained by Jesus Christ himself. You will not find any other political leader with any religious affiliation of any kind other than Tim Farron. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason why you see Tim Farron, man of God, loyal <laughs> MP, ordained by Jesus Christ himself, because Jesus Christ was a moderate. And I want everyone to know that. Jesus Christ was a moderate. <laughs> the last temptation of Farron. <laughs> <laughs> when Jesus was throwing the moneylenders out of the temple, what he was really saying was, can you can you just do it over there, just outside the temple? You know, just get a sort of a compromise where you're still accessible to the temple market, but you're not offending people. Well, that's because yeah, no. Jesus understood that if you kick out the moneylenders from Jerusalem, well, where's the money coming in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the state of British political debate fucking depresses me so much. Like, I was watching an interview of this pretty shit Labour MP called Catherine West at the Labour conference, and Andrew Neil was presenting. And, I mean, Andrew Neil, that guy, he's like a sort of considered a bit of an authority on British TV. He's a straight up moron. He was just like, so where's the money coming from? It's like... <laughs> How do you still think in this infantile way about economics and are allowed to broadcast that to, like, millions? He knows full well that's not the case. Like, he's a multi-millionaire. Like, <laughs> and he's genuinely coming? arguing that, like, the world economy is based on this, like, oh, well, if you haven't got the money, don't spend it. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> Like he, he, he gets a lot of flack, but Yanis Varoufakis did a really good thing on Question Time a while back, where someone in the audience did the very same thing, and he just goes, "No, no, yeah. that's, trust me on that. That's not how economics works. That's not yeah. how GDP works. I can explain that to you. It's, a, it's not a credit card. It's not yeah. a debt that you own. It's not gonna like worsen your position of lending." Really, <laughs> you saw that with like everyone forgets the financial rhetoric that came out of. 2010 election and what came afterwards like the whole thing about keeping our credit rating and tightening our belts and you know fixing the roof while the sun was shining but it's yeah when it comes to it like that just goes straight out the window yeah absolutely when they need to spend money on uh, something they're into when well when they need to buy off the public in some kind of way to stay up in the polls or if they need to you know 
have a war, like bomb the shit out of somewhere. They're always able to find some money. I remember that Varoufakis rebuttal from Question Time, actually. But um, also there's quite a good article by Sam Chris on his blog where he sort of dissects the GDP as household budget kind of thing with his trademark, the Bose style. Sort of sh- shows it for the moronic shit it really is. Mm. And yeah, and, and Tim Farron. He's very learned in scripture. You know, frogs growing inside of pigs, pigs growing inside of men, uh, fluoride in the water. Pigs inside of men, but nothing else inside of men, okay? (laughs) Pigs inside of men. That was just David Cameron receiving pigs' affections. Well, I'd agree with you guys, yeah. Just remove them. Just get rid of them. We don't. You don't have time to have them on your timeline or your Twitter feed if they're spouting fucking anti-immigration rhetoric or whatever. You all oh, get, you both very... get 10 points for that. Um... Oh, yeah, very briefly. That guy basically, um, he, was, he was sort of having a go at me and he felt very entitled to have a go at me about this. He was basically saying, what? So you consider your views better than other people's views? I was like... Yeah, actually, I do think that racists and fascists are lower than me in the the sort of order of things. And he was like, you know who else thought that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for hating racists and fascists, I am the same as one of them. So, no, I I think blocking people is okay for political reasons. Next up we have, have you ever held a job that caused something to hurt at the end of the day? And then he goes on to say headaches don't count, nor does a soreness in the the elbows from surfing the net all day. Right, so So it can't be anything involving a computer, even though that's the majority of like... So in a service-based economy, <laughs> I suffer from migraine headaches. So the idea that like just a headache is something to be sniffed at. Um, yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not buy you from a commons vote. I'm not sure I entirely agree with Rod there. It may surprise you to learn. There's but not yeah, you many know things that agree with Rod. I'm sure. Honestly, I, if I had, if I was having a migraine, I might miss a commons vote. I miss plenty of Commons votes as it is. You know, <laughs> I don't even know how many I, I, I've attended. Well, you are the MP for Runnymede and Weybridge, and, you know. <laughs> how you find the time to spend all this time on the podcast and not representing your Conservative constituents confuses me, completely well, confuses you, you, me. Well, you know, I've chosen to take a leaf out of Tom Blenkinsop MP's book, where, <laughs> you know, I spend most of my time doing stuff with the Territorial Army, and I kind of I skip all the stupid stuff like, you know, constituency AGMs and all that crap. Put all the, put all the campaigning into potentially supporting Marine <laughs> <laughs> uh, Since leaving school, have you ever worn uniform? No. Nope. No. I, I don't think I've worn a shirt in that entire time. <laughs> Just to clarify, like a shirt as in a button. I haven't been shirtless for three years. <laughs> what, what, like, that would be like, entirely strange of me. Rippling in the fucking <laughs> His his side note just says, by uniform, I mean the police and military of... <laughs> he actually writes oh. that. Oh, um, my God. But well, also I mean, McDonald's or Ches Gerard. Insti- I... Institutionalised depersonalisation, he said. <laughs> what, what, if you're a, what if you're a cop, but you're a plain clothes cop? <laughs> ten points. There AKA a ten pen points for you, sir. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. I've, like, tried my best, like, never to have to wear a tie since I left school, so... No. Let, let, let alone, like, fucking combat gear and stuff and the next question is among your kind of grouping of close friends have any of them ever gone carp fishing 
What? What? Uh, among your group of close friends, have any of them ever gone carp fishing? Not fly fishing, carp fishing, sitting by a lake. Well, see, that's, I that's, don't what, know. That's, that's actually what it says on the actual question. I'm not even adding those little bits to try and sound like it make, give it sense. That's him trying to make sense of his own questions that he's see, asking my... the readers. This is niche. This my... is just incredibly niche. <laughs> my mate Will likes to go fishing with his dad, but I mean, I, I don't know what fish, what specific fish my mates like to fish when they go fishing. You know, that's too much fishing knowledge for me, really. That's insane. Like, just say fishing. Does he, like, specifically differentiate between that and fly fishing? Carp fishing is the fishing of the working class. Anything else is just bougie shit. <laughs> His little side just note. Self-indulgent. <laughs> oh, what? You caught a haddock? You, you <laughs> class cunt. <laughs> As a side note, he puts, It's an almost exclusively blue-collar activity. Carp fishing for, <laughs> for um, <laughs> how do you fucking know? Like he does a column for the Times and wrote for the Spectator, and he's got this like view of like Ken Loachy in like nineteen fifties England, where like all you've got is like watching chickens fight and like buying maggots from the shop. Like, <laughs> it's like where, where you you can't afford a TV, so you you just literally like throw little animals in the fire and like <laughs> and like just watch them burn like real proletarian pursuits you go put a hook through a fish's mouth for fun and put it back in the water <laughs> just like for fun you kill your young siblings who your family can no longer afford to feed <laughs> just chase them through the woods with a with a fucking working class hunting rifle <laughs> kind that working class people use <laughs> he answered this by saying for anecdotal support of this check out the number of white vans at your nearest fishing lake or talk oh, to the fisherman Jesus. or talk to the fisherman if you can bear it oh, I just, en Fuck me. I just I end know. up taking a picture of one of the vans and then getting sacked by Ed Miller band <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you will end up Shadow Foreign Secretary. I know. I was. I was just thinking. It's amazing that at the start of 2016, Emily Thornberry wasn't even in the Shadow Cabinet. That's insane. I know. She and and now she's considered like the epitome of Corbynism. Mm. Oh, she, she wasn't even in the core group. No, I know. No, Emily Thornberry is solid, and she just gets so much shit from total wankers. Like, yeah. it's slightly less bad than the shit Diane Abbott gets because there's not the racist dimension yeah. to it, but still pretty um, just rank and sexist and reprehensible. From the and, Labour Centre, not just fucking Conservatives, from yeah. the Labour Centre. Yeah, she gets th it. there's this thing that Theresa May actually dug out in Parliament today where they call her Lady Nugi or whatever, Nugi, because that's like her husband's surname or something but it's like okay so she doesn't use a title like that she uses her own surname and she's in the house of commons rather than the house of lords fuck you defining a woman by what her husband does when she does not do that in the course of her own life literally shadow foreign secretary did we not, like, consider the great offices of state as these, like, venerable positions for years <laughs> until Corbyn yeah. came along? And now it's, there's the perception that some fucking jobbers just brought in to, like, push this, like, wildly unrealistic stance that we shouldn't go around just bombing the shit out of places. And yeah. just gets laughed at by the press for the mere suggestion that we don't need to spend 
billions of pounds on nuclear missiles. Well, when it was like Hillary Benn and Andy Burnham in the great offices of state, everyone was like, oh, Corbyn, you need to you need to put women in those positions. And now he has put women in those positions. They're like, oh, not those women. <laughs> like <laughs> Stella Creases. Heidi Alexander. God, did you, do you remember that list of like the dream cabinet that oh, some, some on Twitter wrote the other day? And it was just the biggest like load of non-entities, including Heidi Alexander, who it's like, what did she actually do as shadow health secretary that would make anyone like her? I don't get it because as far as I can see, she just got angry at John McDonnell for caring about health policy, for going on the picket lines with the junior doctors. So, you know, she said that nobody in the shadow cabinet should do that. Her getting angry at John McDonnell for convening a panel of health experts and for supporting a really good health bill that Caroline Lucas tried to get passed through Parliament. <laughs> just, just amazing stuff. A not very progressive alliance either, I've got to say. I think John McDonnell, although I'm not sure I agree with him on this, he seems a lot more open to that than certain people on the Labour right. Yeah, I smell something going on with McDonnell. I, I see this. He's very close to Jonathan Reynolds. Yeah. There's something <laughs> going on. Like, I, he's I, a big conciliator. Well, I, I, I love McDonnell with all my heart. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I, I feel like something's going on. He's a fellow Scouser, isn't he? He is. Yeah. And, and, He's a Liverpool fan as well. And people never talk about his working class background either. The fact that his mum worked for fucking BHS for decades. Mm. He does come from a kind of poverty stricken background, but apparently that's only relevant if you have like insanely hardline right wing views. <laughs> uh, if you're like Michael Gove or some shit, I don't know. Like everyone remembers the tough life that Mr. Stephen Kinnock grew up in. A oh. life that no child could ever want. <laughs> the, the, you know, Spending the hours and hours with your fucking awful father. Like, <laughs> listening to him as he's just defeated time and time again. <laughs> Humiliated routinely in front of the public by trying to act like a hard man and trying to act like a president. Like, I, <laughs> I wouldn't wish Stephen Kinnock's childhood on anyone. <laughs> so it, it would be grim it's kind of like an inversion of the sort of how could hillary ben how could david and ed Miliband have turned out the way they did how could dan hodges have turned out the way he did with pretty solidly left-wing parents but actually i'd say that the difference is that stephen kinnock is probably just as bad as neil kinnock more racist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas all those people are outright worse than their parents. <laughs> I think Neil might even be slightly further to the left than Stephen, at least historically speaking. Yeah, historically speaking, although I don't think Neil would hesitate to throw anyone under the bus. No, of course not. He's like a Neil Kinnock of 2017 would be, Jesus Christ, oh imagine. Imagine what he would concede in order to make Labour a party of power again. He'd be bringing in Paul Golding. Right? <laughs> Whoa, Paul Golding. <laughs> Paul Golding, who was saying, you know, Owen Jones is just not up to his standards of socialism. He was, you know, the head of Britain first calling Owen Jones a liberal. <laughs> Being absolutely fucking correct. <laughs> Like, That's yeah. going to be a, a tough decision for me in editing. <laughs> you know, but, but, but you've got to make tough decisions like Theresa May. Exactly. <laughs> you've got to be, you know, the safe pair of hands that Britain deserves. 
<laughs> Didn't we all breathe a sigh of relief when Theresa May got into office? Like, finally, a safe pair of hands who, you know, get things to calm down a bit. I remember when she was Home Secretary looking at her racist go-home van. I was like, that is the kind of temperate solid thought through kind of leadership that we need <laughs> oh man i saw an immigration enforcement van down our road the other day they are just they're chilling Fucking really rat. really chilling like their home office for one they are not the police and they dress like the police they have <sighs> the windows right down they are looking for builders and day laborers to just you know have a lot and inquire what's going on and they have no qualms to packing them in the back and sending them to a detention center it's fucking disgusting yeah, that's, absolutely, that's absolutely disgusting i mean liberals in britain who think that the only bad thing that's happened in the last few years is us voting to leave the european union they absolutely freak out about donald trump's racist policies Without acknowledging that Britain and the European Union have some, in fact, highly murderous border policies um, yeah. that are brutal and inhumane and have resulted in people dying trying to cross the Mediterranean, in people being treated appallingly in detention centres in Britain, like Jarls would. You know, people who think we've got open borders are fucking deluding themselves. Yeah. You know, pe people on the right, both liberals and people on the right, have not got the perspective on this issue, I think. Taking a stance on it is what they want, and that's going to have to constitute shooting immigrants like dogs in the street. Yeah. Because it's bad <laughs> enough as it is. And they look yeah. to places like Bulgaria and Serbia where, like, they are dragging people out of trains and just, like, mm, kicking yeah. them senseless. I don't think for the crime of wanting to go into their countryside and escape poverty and torture and violence and war. Yeah, I and don't it's, think... Yeah. Oh, it's sick. I don't think the Liberals and Conservatives are going to be happy until we begin emulating uh, the scenario in Children of Men when it comes to immigration. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Fucking hell. I, I, um, I saw a really disgusting tweet by the Westminster police because there's like cop Twitter. All the police forces have their own fucking Twitter accounts. But yeah, it's West... like the Waterstones account. It's weird. Like they have all these <laughs> like sort of police puns. And yeah, I know. Of the day. Yeah, there's all the cop humor accounts that Simon Hedges follows. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the Westminster police account. They posted a picture like just picked Shrek and somebody else who another fictional character who's known for wearing outrageous trousers up on immigration offences. And it was just, you know, shots of these two people in ridiculous trousers, which they probably had because they're incredibly poor. Picked up on immigration offences. And, you know, that's basically the police just kind of cruise around the streets, picking up and arresting people from other countries if they're homeless. Like, saying it in such blunt terms, like, yeah. it's, it's just awful. Really, yeah, really, really awful. Taking the piss out of these people that they're abusing and incarcerating on Twitter, I think, is is really low. Should we should we continue for Rod a little quiz? Yeah, we're all, we're on sort of the final stretch of it, and it's, oh, we need to get God. it over and done with because I I'm gonna I'm gonna die if, if we linger on this. <laughs> it, it's um, and it's it's gonna get a whole lot worse because question seventeen asks you as we try to determine whether Karen and Jack are part of the liberal elite. How far from your home is the nearest branch of Waitrose? I don't actually know. I mean, I, uh, to be fair, like, I may be middle class, but I, I am a student. I don't tend to shop at Waitrose. I'm not sure where my nearest one is in Uxbridge. So. Right, it's time to put some real scores on the doors. There is one to the left, about 20 minutes walk near Clapham Common. It's a little Waitrose. And there is another one about 
15 minutes walk to my right at Clapham Junction, which is also one of the Waitrose. God damn. <laughs> There's also a Whole Foods about 10 minutes away. Petty there are about three bird. Sainsbury's. Yeah, here we go. I was solid on everything else, but when it comes to food, like I am, I'm running scared. Greaves like, would not be impressed. No. PC he's going to find me out. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure he's already got access to like the uh, online surveillance system. Well, so. he's listening. Like, yeah, he we is. know that without a question. Phil, this is an NCZ, a no cop zone. <laughs> Rod, Rod adds when asking that question My hometown, Middlesbrough, is 40 miles from the nearest Waitrose. They know their demographic, Waitrose. It is an immediate indicator of wealth and exclusivity. All right. But, yeah. Well, yeah, fair enough. Like, there, there is tons of that in London. Yeah, well done. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight questions, and then I have to tally it all up, and then I can give you, like, a clear indication of where you are. Um, I am terrified. I am terrified. Oh, I don't want to go yeah. down on record as liberal. <laughs> I think you're going to be... All right, it's Jack who's looking like he's going to be going to the gulag at this at this rate. Um, <laughs> so question 18 here is, among your circle of friends, what proportion think that gay adoptions are wrong? My friend who is from Russia, I think, and possibly my friend from Lithuania. So people with very conservative Eastern European religious values. If any of my friends from around here said that, no, I wouldn't want to be friends with them. Yeah. Not not a single one of mine, but like I take that is an indicator of being liberally elite. Like yeah. if yeah. if you've got like five or more, you're completely fine in this case. <laughs> yeah, but I just, just fuck being friends with homophobic people. Like just just fuck that. Like yeah, you know, I, I don't want anything to do with those fuckers. I don't. I it's don't it's a moral red line. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't care how how liberal elite is. If if like if you don't think that people should have the same rights as like any of us because of their sexuality, then fuck off. Like <laughs> fuck you, Rod Little. Yeah, there isn't an argument to be won. No, like, it's a it's a straight up like no fuck off. Like yeah, exactly. If, if you think that that's a problem, you're the problem. The next question is. Uh, question 19 do you know anybody who has ever put a St George's flag in their garden or window or windscreen of their car yes absolutely like my whole family did anyone experience the 2006 yeah. World Cup and the joys that it brought yeah this, <laughs> like... this, this is um, what I'm thinking because I, I may well know some people who've done that for like football related reasons but I don't think I know Anyone who's kind of nationalistic enough to do that just for the fuck of it? Just yeah, I've never yeah. met anyone who's like who's done it out of like raw British pride. Like, well, that's yeah. weird. just down my road near the local community centre shops and uh, like kind of local pub, there's like a big flag pole, and at the top of that pole is the uh, is the Union Jack that's kind of always there, flying away, and next to it is the kind of English. Uh, flag as well so uh yeah that's always uh greeting me when i'm going to catch the bus or anything so as it should remind you of the country you're in <laughs> <laughs> greatest country in the world flags not placards or whatever <laughs> no backing to southern rail <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, <laughs> southern rail against the strikers who are holding our country to ransom adding to everything the else tour... this podcast is now 100 percent anti-union <laughs> <laughs> no, 
to quote a great man who is definitely not a Tory, the Tories should crush the rail unions. Voters would thank them for it. And John, I know you're listening. I know you are. <laughs> John McTurnan still has not blocked me, even though I call him a Tory on a very, very regular basis. And you are like at the end of every one of his tweets. Every last one of them. Nice five favourites, Tory. Every time, every time. It's either me or Farage's fucked face. Before I jump on to the next question, Rod Diddle has a little side note for that St. George's flag question. He says, It's a stark choice here. Patriotism is the last refuge of the untermensch or the ordinary Englishman (laughs) who is is proud of his country. Take your pick. Fuck off, Farage. (laughs) Is that that a Nazi phrase? That's Nietzschean, I think. Oh, okay. Sorry, so just... if it's Nietzsche and it's eventually Nazi, <laughs> it makes its way there. Like, there's enough connotation to the term Untermensch to travel on to anything they were trying to get across from 1933 onwards. <laughs> like, I don't think it's just constrained to philosophy one bit. The next question we have here is, what is quinoa and how do you pronounce it? Oh, no. Oh. Well, it's quinoa. 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 You've already got, got you know, oh. you've, you've already failed that one. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it would be food. Well done. Yeah, it's some kind of food, but as I say, I have extraordinarily bland tastes in food and have never tried it. It's disgusting and it's quite bland. Like, oh, it's really? very bland. Like, oh, it, I might like if it. If you then. like, yeah, it seems like <laughs> your kind of thing. Like, it's well, kind of like a bit between sort of a cross between couscous and oats. It's weird. Like, at least. From what I've cooked, it's it's very hard and weird to cook. Okay. It's, it's I, not I, nice. How do you pronounce it again? Is it quin, quin, uh, quinoa? Quinoa. 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 Okay. That's uh, ten points for you. Um... Yeah, I'll take that ten points. <laughs> I think about thirty of my points have been on food questions alone. <laughs> <laughs> Question twenty-one is: Among your circle of friends, what proportion were privately educated? Oh. Well, no, I, don't, I wouldn't say that many, actually. Um, I went to a state school and only ever really encountered the private school lot through, like, smoking weed, basically. Like, they always had a large amount of money to spare on drugs and would be just regularly getting blazed with all the guys who gradually dropped out of my school in sick form. Yeah, so... I mean, that's how I came to know that horseshoe theory wanker. Um, <laughs> no, at uni, I wouldn't say I know too many private school people. Would you say less than half, probably? Well under oh, yeah. half? Yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. And I'd say if people who I know on Twitter uh, went to private school, they're fucking keeping it quiet, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran? About half, I'd that's say. About okay. 50-50. Awesome. I'll right. call it. I'll leave it at that, yeah. <laughs> I'd say that should, yeah. I, I'm just very wary of racking up more points now. Like, I am <laughs> tiptoeing because I can feel, like, it breathing down you've my got, neck. You've got to be, be honest. Tight, I, think, I, mean, yeah. I, I doubt you're, you're going to overtake me at this point. I don't think anyone can overtake you at this point. <laughs> you, you, were, you were starting to stall a little bit, Jack, but then you sort of suddenly picked up again. You're heading towards our lead. Um, <laughs> Roared back into life. <laughs> question 22 is, how often do you use public transport? All the time. Regularly. Yeah, I can't drive and I live in London, so awesome. Yeah, so, all the time. Likewise for me. Awesome. Okay, so that's both the lowest amount of points for that one. Yeah, the potential points you could have got for that was you would have got ten if you would have said never ever. 
five Christ. if you you use it now and again for convenience sake and none if you have got on a bus at some point in the past five years and use other public transport on a daily basis so, well i mean uh, i don't know about a daily basis because like you know i don't have that much of a life like i don't <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but definitely like sometimes that's cool uh, quite regularly right here we go we're into the final four questions now it is getting very oh. intense here the future of liberalism i think Question 23. Do you own your own house? Like houses. <laughs> and what proportion Nobody of your... Nobody <laughs> of our generation is going to answer yes to that. <laughs> so, okay. So that's a no from both of you. Question 24 is... Are your family's current earnings more or less than £150,000 per annum? Less. Less. That's cool. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember. Like, my mum also works and my dad is in like a managerial position at some housing company. So maybe. I don't know. The penultimate question is, do you or any of your friends believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is our saviour without irony? Yes. <laughs> 100%. But you said without irony. So. <laughs> you can't tell me not to use irony, man. <laughs> he, the, he actually, how he, that's actually how he phrases it, though. That's, that wasn't me adding that on at the end. That's actually him going without irony after asking the question. Oh, oh, I thought you said it was 10 points for saying, oh, without irony. <laughs> you know, people who listen to our Scorsese episode will know that I am not an opponent of Jesus. I'm not. Uh, I'm not an arch critic of Christ and his teachings, but I wouldn't say I. I yeah. You know, I don't accept him as my Lord and Savior. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I don't have anything against it. I, if anything, I think sort of an overly anti-religious stance is bad. You know, invariably leads to just like rank, disgusting Islamophobia. That's the natural conclusion to every new atheist. Every Dawkins fan and Sam Harris reader. That's where it ends time I'm, and I'm, time and time and time again. I'm so glad I like moved away from that shit. Oh Christ, like, yeah. We, we've all I, sort of I, had that I, I, when we were younger, like kind of period where you're sort of drawn to that, but then you kind of realise, oh God, this is so yeah. fucking dark and depressing. Yeah, this is this awful. Whole, yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? I think part of it is that kind of understanding their sort of like visceral gut reaction yeah. to religion and um, is a lot easier than understanding a nuanced critique of capitalism. So if you identify religion as the enemy rather than all the stuff that involves boring numbery shit then, you know, it's just a bit less worry for your head. And so that's mm. why kind of teenagers who are sort of progressively inclined, but you're also angry about society and its injustices, sort of end up going in that direction. But I think especially over the last few years, as the alt-right have grown, it's not a progressive direction to go in. Yeah. Like, I, I was so into Christopher Hitchens. It embarrasses yeah. me. Like, I absolutely made a fool out of myself for, like, a <laughs> year and a half. Like, that <laughs> six-form point when you really try and be all clever, clever. Yeah. And like, Watching his various YouTube compilations. Oh, the hit yeah. slaps and all those debates. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, God, Jesus like, yeah. Christ. Union-style yeah. debate nerd. Like, God, I'm... <laughs> Yeah. I'm not into that shit anymore. I just want bloated alcoholic freak. I know it's stank of whiskey and cigarettes and just <laughs> gave this like slimy, lascivious projection of himself constantly and how America took to him like a duck to water oh, because he just, just was so on board with the Iraq war. 
just like British good manners and British debating mores and just British opulence and vile smug bullshittery. Yeah, it makes sense that the Americans would kind of see a lot of, uh, oh, wow, this guy is everything, everything that's unique about Britain in the way that, like, Stephen Fry is a national treasure. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not, not such a huge fan of watching Hitchens videos on YouTube now and stuff. I prefer to, you know, stick on a nice hour of the thin white duke that is Seamus Milne. <laughs> on, <laughs> Seamus Milne on imperialism. Just kind of... <laughs> Seamus Milne's Berlin years. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was that wanker Alex Wickham's GQ profile of Milne where he just, like, slags him off and smears him but after every smear, he says, however, Milne's office deny this. But yeah, he basically says, oh, Seamus Milne has become like a bit of a kind of sex symbol on the left. But his kind of like, <laughs> his thin, very like tidy uh, visage. Like, I mean, I, I can see it. I can... Let's make it happen. He's got the sunglasses You know, that's ostensibly down, not so... true, but like, let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, let's make it happen. Seamus Milne, sex symbol. <laughs> I might get a pin-up of Seamus for my wall. <laughs> Topless yeah. Milne. Seamus' Keep... abs. <laughs> so here we go. The final question. The final question. question. Final question. 26. Question 26. Have you ever taken a holiday in an all-inclusive resort anywhere in the Mediterranean? No. <laughs> no. That's not even, Wait, like, the kind Egypt of doesn't class. count. Wait, is what? that the Mediterranean, or is that, like... Where? Egypt. Oh. I, I kind of feel like it's oh. near... I, I, I had this exact same discussion the other day. Like, I, I don't know where the Mediterranean is. Like, I didn't know France was in the Mediterranean. There's so many countries in the Mediterranean. Like, it's so broad. The answer is, of course, no. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, rambling I, here. But, like, I, I have no idea. The only place I've been to with that is Egypt. And yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like it is, but I can completely see how it could not be. Well, my, my family's kind of uh, bourgeois liberal elite holidays are more kind of like, you know, drive up to a fucking chalet in France for a week or something. Ooh. Like that, oh, that, that sounds nice. Yeah, but it's not like a resort. <laughs> It's not like you're sort of being like waited on or whatever. It's just like you go to a house, <laughs> set up, set up camp in a house for a little bit. Yeah, there we have it. That is all 26 questions for Rod Little's <laughs> How Liberal Elite Are You? So what do you think of Rod Little's... Well, what do you think of it as I tally up all the responses to kind of give you a, a final result on where you are in terms of whether you're part of that liberal elite or not? Do you think he gets to the, the crux of... It's accurate. Yeah, it's accurate and fair. <laughs> it's fucking it's fucking bizarre. I'm not just saying that because I'm going to be declared like a consummate Tim Farron-style <laughs> liberal. I mean, I just think, you know what? I do have liberal social views if like thinking that I, yeah i don't want to be friends with somebody who fucking doesn't support gay adoption makes me a liberal uh well i'm not a liberal i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna go that far <laughs> but but you know I, but I i will happily say i have liberal social views on most issues and if that like makes me out of touch with uh, rod liddle's imaginary proletarian then yeah i don't give a fuck like so what he's 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 I don't want to be in touch with people who are fucking dickheads. Now that is defiant. Now that is the best I've ever seen someone go down with their ship. That was, you know what? I, I think it's 
good to be liberal in anticipation of your 400 score. 4.5%. Liz Kendall had it right. <laughs> it's a very, very strange list. It's it, And this was the, the, the main kind of... This is how they pitched their Sunday Times magazine. It's on the front cover. This was what the show was all about for this week's edition. Like, what it's, does it even mean? Like, every single person reading that would have scored, like, so high and still would have been socially conservative. So do they think that fucking Times readers aren't going to answer yes to a majority of those questions? I guess they're kind of like gently ribbing their readers. Like, you should be more racist. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's kind of like, no, you're like, you are racist. Well done. Like, you're you already a homophobe. Congratulations. But you need to go fucking trout fishing more or whatever the fuck it was. So, oh, you don't live too far from a Waitrose, that's bad, but why not throw some paint at a mosque? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have the results, and you are in two separate categories, so one of you is more liberal elite than the other. The suspense uh, is on. killing me. <laughs> and it was pretty, pretty close. Um, oh, really? No. <laughs> okay so basically how rod does it is there's four categories the first one you score between zero and 50 second between 51 and 100 the third is one between 101 and 150 and then the fourth one which indicates you are definitely part of the liberal elite is if you score over 150 now kieran you scored 95 <laughs> which which puts you in the second lowest category, fifty-one to hundred, and he has a little note for you. Would you like me to tell you what Roddle thinks of you going into that? Category? Oh please, please! I suppose the government would call you aspiring. There are <laughs> there are there are signs of wealth and intimations of cultural superiority, but nothing to distance you from your fellow humans. You are not unaware of the humdrum. Everyday existence endured by 95% of the population. You are part of it. But you are middle middle, glamping in the the, the door. The, 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 the door dog? The door dog? The fuck is that? What? Glamping in the door door dog day? How? It's spelled the door doin? Oh no, that's put me up another five points. <laughs> and he ends the final it by, test. And he ends it by just saying in Birkenstocks. So, uh, so yeah, what do you think of Rod's assessment there? He's diagnosing me like I've got TB or something. That's weird. <laughs> like just sitting me down and telling me that I'm aware of some affluence in the world. The ironic thing is, if you did have TB or a similar illness, you might <laughs> be more of a proletarian. You might be less of a liberal elite. It's not the 1900s anymore. TB is a real poor person's disease. It's not just for the aristocracy. <laughs> <laughs> TB for the masses. <laughs> Now, Jack, we were a little bit worried about you because you started off quite erratic. You were hitting those tens quite quickly. And we just need to remind you that if you get over 150, you are part of the liberal elite. Okay. You scored 132. <laughs> oh! So you, by, yeah, you, you dodged the liberal elite. I'm That's not temporary reprieve. But he has damning words for you nonetheless. Oh, I'd expect nothing less. Go on. So that puts you in the 101 to 150 category, the second highest. He says, 
not quite there, are you? You are on the cusp of the elite, <laughs> if somewhat cruelly excluded from it. A certain Aww. awareness of the wider society still lurks in your consciousness. Even if you try from time to time to disown it, Alan Yentov has never been round to your house, but you may have glimpsed him at a party once. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Brunel is just, you go to a party and there's just Yentov in the corner, just getting out of his skull. <laughs> <laughs> so there we have it. <laughs> I think his was more insulting to you than me. Like, that was a real, like, close but not close enough, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, that was real, like, yeah, you think you're it, but you're actually not because you're not rich enough. Because you only have Yentov, uh, you know, you only bump into him at a party rather than having him round for tea. <laughs> You've never wow. been on the culture show. <laughs> well, I can guarantee to you that on the real politic, you will never have to hear another article from the Sunday Times. We'll try our very best to never <laughs> let that happen again. And we right, will, let's I... let's conduct a vote. Do we ever allow any article from the Sunday Times to be aired on our show ever again? Never. No. Never. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and one final question. This magazine, shall I, for the release of this episode, shall I take it outside and burn it and we'll use the burning footage as a promotion for this episode? Yes. So, yes. 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 I will burn Please. this. I will do that. That sounds Please. perfect. I will burn it and we will put that on the Real Politic Twitter page and then you can listen to this exciting episode that we've had with Kieran Morris. Thank you so Yay. much for coming on the show, man. It's Thank been you. fantastic. It's been so much fun. This was great. Um, this was great. The next time, isn't it? Are we doing that Aussie politics one? Oh, yeah, that yeah. We'll, we'll have to do that at some point. I did watch all those documentaries last night. Nice. I've seen the first episode of that trilogy. I will check out the other two. It's looking good. Nice yeah, recommendation. Right. right. Okay. I'm going to have to hustle. Do you have any final messages to our adoring fans? I am lost. I have nothing left. I have been completely just like ground down by Rod Little. I have nothing we, we left. Drained you. You've given everything. <laughs> you give. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to the Real Politic podcast, and thank you to our special guest Kieran Morris. And yeah, we'll probably use a song to play us out by our comrade Moses Longpiece. So here we go. Here we fucking go. See you later, guys. See you Solidarity. Later. Take care. Solidarity, comrades. Take care. Optimize. It's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing.